The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Dixon & Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. Financial habits are either created by design or default. So today, Ben and I go through five powerful habits that you can develop to help unleash your edge. Welcome to the Financial Edge Podcast. Welcome back to the Financial Edge Podcast. My name is Tyler Schweiger. Joining me once again is Ben Schamberger. What's up? Both financial advisors here for Dixon & Company Wealth Management in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Ben, we're in a new year. Happy New Year, man. 2021, man. 2020. You know, so my wife uh, was showing me this meme. Uh, you know how like you can do the subscriptions yeah. and it talks about the seven-day trial? Yeah. So she showed me this meme that was like, yeah, 2021, had my seven-day trial. Can I return it? Can I send it back? <laughs> Don't want it. <laughs> that was great. But man, we got a great show coming up today. I'm excited. I am too. So we're launching into, with, with 2021 being here, five powerful habits to develop your financial lifestyle this year. Five things that we know will help you if you want to move forward towards your goals. Yeah. So the first one, this is going to be a pretty fast podcast, but we're going to hit this pretty rapid fire so we can talk more on the on the end of it. And then if you guys have questions, you know where to reach us. You mm -hmm. can either go to our website, www.dixondwm.com. Where can they call us, Ben? 336-245-8626. And this would also be a really great time to pull out your phone if you're not driving or a pen and pad and get ready to uh, write down these things, man. We really believe it'll help you transform and revolutionize your money in 2021. Absolutely. And also exciting news. If you don't have a chance to write them down, you can also find them on our Facebook page for the Financial Edge podcast, which is brand new. Brand new. As of 2021. So if you are ever looking for it, all of our episodes are also posted on there. You can find the links to them as well as some summaries of what each episode is about. This one will be included on there once we release. And don't forget, you can check out the podcast on Anchor.fm, on Spotify, yep. iTunes, and Google Play. Yep. Plus a bunch more that I have never heard of, but never heard of. they're out there. So wherever you listen to podcasts, you can probably find the Financial Edge podcast. That's right. All right. So let's dive into this. Let's jump in. The very first habit, Ben, what would you recommend would be the number one thing that people could start developing for themselves this year? Know your numbers. And so this is all about really a theme that you and I have talked about so much as we've begun working with clients more and more mm -hmm. through financial coaching and financial planning, where we hear people say things like, hey, like I've, I've got this budget, right? But really, uh, maybe I haven't done that great of a job actually completing the budget or better yet, even tracking. You and I were talking right. about this last week and saying, hey, look, I've got a budget, but uh, I haven't tracked it, right? So knowing right. your numbers is is looking at both sides of that coin to say, okay, I'm going to forecast or I'm going to budget, but then I'm actually going to go back and look and see how I tracked against what I said I needed to do. Yeah, and especially with the New Year's resolutions that are most likely coming down the pipeline, everybody sets new goals, or a lot of people tend to set new goals mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year. You know, you wrap up last year, like, all right, I can start over a little bit, whether it be with my finances, with my health, whatever it might be. So this is just a kind of a goal to go draft off of that. Right. Where, hey, yeah, if you're trying to get your finances under control, great place to start is look at your numbers, know where you're at, analyze your cash flow, know what your fixed expenses are, know what your variable expenses are. Mm -hmm. So I guess let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Ben, what types of things would constitute 
a fixed expense versus a variable expense. Yeah, sure. Like, so for me and my family, fixed expense for us is going to be like the mortgage. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we've got two cars, but we only have one car payment. Hopefully that'll be taken care of soon. Uh, But a car payment for us, because we know what it is every single month, it doesn't really change. Uh, Our cell phone bill doesn't really change either um, because of the type of plan that we have. For some people that might be variable, for some people it's going to be fixed, but those would be a couple examples of fixed expenses. That's exactly it. So the things that we know we're going to be spending the same amount of money on on a month-to-month basis, those are the types of things to be tracking first because you know they're not going to change. Right. So after that, what types of things would be like a variable expense? What does a variable expense look like? Yeah, so the variable for us is like our uh, dining out budget. Um, so like tonight being Friday night, I'm sure my wife is at the point already with three kids at home where she doesn't want to cook this evening. And depending on what time <laughs> I get home, I may or may not want to either. So that could be a variable expense for us tonight Got or you. a couple of weeks from now, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, other variable expenses could be you know, things like, you know, new hobbies or, or yep. hobbies that you have. So maybe maybe you decide you like to play golf or go biking or cycling, I guess is what it is. And, yep. and you do that on a periodic basis. It may not be a fixed expense, but it might come and go throughout the month. Those could be variable. Definitely. Or even like, you know, simple things like maybe getting a haircut. Yep. If you get it. Which like I need every other Thanks month. for calling me out. <laughs> I need one too, man. <laughs> I miss my barber and I missed it by like. He is booked out like three months or I'm wow. sorry, three weeks in advance. And so like if I miss booking in time, yeah, it oh my hair gets super long. So that's where I'm at right now. Hey, barbers out there, we miss you guys. Yep. And ladies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, other variable expenses being, you know, yeah, definitely the dining out budget is a huge one. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, it's going to be other like miscellaneous expenses. Entertainment is a big one for me too. That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Car maintenance is a big one for me. Oh, yeah. Yep. So just, I mean, those types of things where you can't necessarily predict it, okay. but you might be able to look, hey, over the last year, if I'm looking at my statements, how much did I end up spending on my car maintenance last year? Right. Or how much did I end up spending on entertainment last year? And then starting to figure out on a month-to-month basis, okay, let's say I spent $100 on car maintenance per month. Yeah. Right? Or 50 bucks a month. Well, on average, like I can put that in now for my cash flow per month and if that's i don't good. spend it i don't spend it right and then it kind of gets increases what my overall monthly spending capabilities are but at least now i'm prepared for it based right. on a history so that's what we're talking about when it comes to knowing your numbers it helps you if you look at the past identifying statements it's it can be a little tedious right it can be yeah yeah going through like credit card statements bank statements but you're building out some of these different categories and identifying, all right, if you don't have a specific category for it, like if you don't want to get super specific, you can start lumping some of those things. Like for example, right. you can take your dining, right. like eating out and groceries and right. combine that into like category. food category yep. or entertainment or- uh, Or if you've got multiple credit cards or, or yep. something like that, you can lump it all into debt. Yep. And so just kind of identifying those different pieces. But if you know that, what does that help you do if you know your numbers, Ben? Man, it, it gives you confidence and it gives you clarity, right? So now all of a sudden you get a little bit excited about your money as opposed to dreading the moment. Mm-hmm. And then you can go out and you can gain control of your finances in a better way. Exactly. It gives you that so much confidence to make the next decision because now you're actively involved in the process and you're being the one telling your money where to go right? instead of your money telling you where you're headed. That's exactly right. That's a powerful new habit. Yeah, I love it. All right. So that's the first one. And on top of that, once you figure out the cash flow, then you can also figure out the net worth. Yep. And you can figure out the debt. Yep. And you can start setting some goals for how much debt do I want to pay off this year? Or what do I want my net worth to grow this year? Right. Maybe you're in a negative net worth. Mm -hmm. Worked with a lot of clients that are like that. Yeah. 
And so it's like, man, maybe I just want my net worth to be zero. Right. Maybe that's to a go good from goal. negative to zero. Right. Not from positive to zero. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Let's clarify that. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you do have that negative net worth, just because you do have some student loans that you're paying off, or mm-hmm. some car loans, or credit card debt, or whatever it might be, yeah. man, I remember you know feeling like I can't wait to be worth zero. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> it's a starting point. And if you want to know what the starting point is, we have another episode called The Starting, the starting point. point. You can go back and listen to that episode. But episode one, which is actually episode two, right? Because of the pilot episode. It's That's a little right. weird, but it is what it is. Check it out. Yep. All right. Next up, habit number two. Ben, what do we got? Pay yourself first. Why is that so important? Oh, man, because I was having this conversation the other day with a client, actually, and we mm-hmm. were talking about cash flow, knowing your numbers. And I asked the question, hey, out of curiosity, you know, um, when you're dealing with your money, what typically tends to happen with your money? Do you pay all the bills first and then try and save or do you try and save first and then pay all the bills? Uh, And so what I found to be true for a lot of people in conversation is, is a lot of people tend to pay all the bills first and then try to pay themselves, realizing at the end of the month, we're in a negative cash flow position, which Mm -hmm. then leads to negative net worth. Because we haven't developed this powerful new habit of paying ourselves first. But when we pay ourselves first, now all of a sudden, it becomes this conscientiousness of our money and our habits and everything that follows that. And now all of a sudden, we can really rearrange our finances in a new way. There's such a mental aspect to this whole thing, too. Like the psychology of saving it completely changes that paradigm when you start paying yourself first. Right. Like I remember there's a story that was told me, and I might've said this in another podcast, but somebody came up and they're like, Hey man, did you hear about the sale at Best Buy? They're like, they got a TV. It's like a Samsung 4k OLED curved, beautiful TV. It's on sale for 200 bucks. Hmm. I'm like, what? All of a sudden in the back of my mind, I'm like, how can I afford this? What do I have to do? Like, what do I have to sell? What do I have to like, whatever. And they're like, no, man, I'm just kidding you. It's not, it's not, it's not real. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean it's not real? They're like, I'm just trying to help you see how when you want something, your brain tells you how to figure out how to get it. That's so good. So same thing with paying yourself first. Yeah. If you pay yourself first, your brain tends to figure out how to afford everything else that month. Right. Because that money's no longer there. Because we make those trade-offs. We do it in, yep. in every aspect of life, right? Absolutely. Right. We're like, oh, okay. well, you know, um, like for me, I'm thinking about a specific example. So I I love international soccer and I had an opportunity to go see the USA play Brazil back in. uh, I don't remember when it was a couple of years ago up in Washington, D.C. And what I did was exact. now that I'm thinking about it, what I did is exactly what you just said. I was like, I don't have the money for that. Like tickets are too expensive. Hundred and I believe it was one hundred and sixty dollar ticket at the time to go see, you know, one of the best players in the world in Brazil at the time on the 50-yard line oh wow and uh against the u.s team and i was like i'll figure it out and to your point right like even with the savings in the in the tv example it's like we will figure out how to make it work and so i had i heard this quote uh from somebody uh, a while back and i think it's so good that's when the why gets powerful the how gets easy mm. right when the, the why, why gets powerful, the how gets easy. I think uh, Jim Rohn, maybe he's the one who said that. But it's so true, and especially with our finances. Man, absolutely. Here's the big thing that's so important with that, too, is that it's less about the results of how much you're saving. That's right. 
It's more about the habit you develop in the process. That's right. So if you're brand new to this habit, the most important thing I can tell you is don't worry about the dollar amount. Right. If you're setting aside $5 a week. Right. Or $5 a month. So $1.25 a week. Right. I don't care. Yeah. Start the process. Because guess what? At the end of that month, you're going to have $20 more than what you had last month. Right. And guess what? That's a victory. Right. It's a small victory. But small victories consistently done over time lead to much larger results. Love it. So pay yourself first. Great resource for this, by the way. The Richest Man in Babylon. We've yeah. talked about that book before. Yeah. Highly recommend it. If you guys have never heard it or heard of it or read it, go to a used bookstore. They might have one there or find it on Amazon. But man, it's it's a great resource worth investing into. Yeah. If you want to transform your relationship with money, I would encourage you pause the podcast right now, order it really quickly, and then start listening again. I'm telling you, uh, it, it, if you're open to it and you're willing, it will transform you. Yeah. And believe me, we don't get in, like, we don't get paid any endorsements yeah. no for promoting like any of the books or resources that we have on this podcast that we suggest. I just know for me, it was one of the most powerful books I'd ever read on personal finance in my life. And it changed the way I thought about money. It's a pretty, it's a pretty quick read. Uh, it's what written in kind of somewhat old story English, format. Story form. Yeah. Uh, I think I read it in a weekend, and yep. I'm not, a, I'm not a fast reader. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Like I, I typically it takes me a while to read through a book. I finished this one in probably two or three days. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So good. Okay. Next up, we've got habit number three. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. It's t- It's tied to habit number two. It is living below your means. So talk us through that one. Starting to develop the habit of living below your means. What that looks like is if you don't have the money for it, don't buy it. The reality is, you know, sometimes it becomes easy to justify consumer purchases, especially on a credit card. But if you have any desire of of starting to build wealth in 2021, it's got to start with, if this this is a problem for you, it's got to start with controlling consumer spending. And what I mean by consumer spending is buying things that don't provide you any income. In fact, a lot of times it tends to do the opposite. Right. It tends to take money out of your pocket because you're paying interest. For example, if you're having to finance a, a TV, you might need to reevaluate your spending habits. Hmm. Yeah. If you need to put a, a TV on a credit card and then make payments on it, right. you, you might need to reevaluate. Yeah. Uh, I love that. That's awesome. But so so let me let me play uh devil's advocate because I had this happen one time, right? So but you could say somebody could say, Oh yeah, but I just take the rewards off of my credit card. Okay. So why should I you know, why should I be worried about that? Yeah. Or not be worried about that. No, it's a good it's a good question. Because you're right. You can take the rewards off your credit card. Uh fact number one, a lot of times those credit cards don't pay you those points until after you've paid for the balance. Okay. That's not all the time, but most of the time. Fact number two. I've never heard of a single person in my life that's ever gotten wealthy off of credit card points. Good point. Tell me one credit card point millionaire. Don't know any. I don't know any. Maybe some of our listeners do. If you do, please let us know. And you know, like the perks are great, but when you're getting 1% to 1.5% back on your money, remember it takes money. You have to spend the money first. Right. You will never make enough return on the credit card to ever make it justifiable. Ever. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Credit card companies, they get that cash flow thing, right? Like they pay yourself first. That's yep. what they're doing with your money. They're paying themselves first. Absolutely. So why don't we take the same mentality? Yep. All right. 
Number four. What's number four, Ben? I know this is something you're pretty passionate about. Yeah, man. Number four is a, it's a good one. It's uh, it's read 15 minutes a day. Um, and really what that is, is it's part of a, a, a broader conversation, even for me personally, of becoming a lifelong learner. So let me just clarify here. When you say read 15 minutes a day, are you talking like something like The Great Gatsby or something like that? No, uh, more like... Um, you know, uh, personal and professional development type things, things are going to help you. I consider reading 15 minutes a day, I consider that to be an investment. So I have this personal belief about the five major investments. Maybe in another podcast, mm-hmm. we'll talk about this. Yep. But one of those investments is to be uh, what I call talent. So that's personal and or professional development. Um, so for me, that is a strategic investment that I consciously make to read and develop knowing that uh, I'm on LinkedIn, and so there's always people talking about on LinkedIn how like a lot of the top business professionals out there and, and et cetera, they spend a lot of time reading on a daily basis. I'm like, I want to be in that realm of people you know, who, who, who make it to do really, really great things, uh, and so I'm going to do what I can now to learn uh, this behavior uh, and make this investment in myself of reading consciously every single day. Yeah. And if you guys ever have questions on like a good type of book, especially around finances, right? This is called the Financial Edge Podcast. Yeah. We're here to talk about money. Yeah. And so if you want good financial related books to read, if that's one of your goals this year, yeah, feel free to, to reach out to us and ask us for an advice on something to read. We've already mentioned one book on the podcast. Right. Actually, more than one more book than on one. the podcast. Yeah. So you can go back through the podcast episodes and figure out what those are. But that 15 minutes might not sound like a lot. Or even if, if you can't even develop the habit of 15 minutes, if you got to start with five, yeah, okay, not a big deal. But five minutes times seven days a week is 35 minutes. How many minutes do you think it takes to read through a book as a slow reader? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I would venture to say a couple hours maybe. Yeah, three to four hours maybe yeah. if you sat down and like actually just read through the whole thing. Right. Okay, well, now you got 35 minutes for a week. Right. So what is that? Two hours by a month? Mm-hmm. Just over two hours by a month? So you're reading through almost a book a month, mm-hmm. depending on the size and scope of that book. Right. Over the course of you know the year, that's twelve books. Right. Man, how much how much more is that from the time like last year? And let's be honest, is there anything good on the news at this very moment right now? <laughs> Not really. There's a lot of distractions on the news, exactly. and that's the hardest part between social media and news and everything else that's trying to pull your attention away. Yeah. Right. If you consider the word, you know, social media, uh, anything that you watch for entertainment, there's a there's a term for it. It's amusement, right? Muse is to think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like if I'm musing about something, it means oh, I'm yeah, thinking, I'm pondering something. What is a or a muse? Amuse. Adding that one little vowel there, amuse. It means to not make you think. To not make you think. Gotcha. If I'm amused, okay. I'm not thinking. So if you're being entertained constantly, I see. You're being amused. And it's designed to keep you from thinking. Yeah. If you read, it's not necessarily entertainment. Amusement parks. I get it. <laughs> sorry, that was just a revelation I had. You got it. Audience, sorry about that. Okay, cool. Let's let's go on. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like I heard another quote back in the day, and forgive me, guys, if this comes across as strong, but I heard somebody tell me this a long time ago. He said, "What is the difference between somebody that can't read and somebody that won't read?" Nothing. Most people have a tendency after high school because they or, or college. You've read so much up to that point. I know this was me. Yeah. 
where I was like, man, I, I don't want to read another book. Senioritis, yeah. I'm done. Like <laughs> I've, I've educated myself. Like it's almost like breathing, right? Like right. <gasps> I'm all breathed up. Yep. I'm done. I'm done. Right. But <laughs> instead it's like, you know, if, if you're not reading, if you're not growing, what happens, Ben? Then you stop. You stop. Yeah. And if you stop growing, what happens? You start dying. Right. <laughs> I mean, either going forward or going backwards. Going forward or going backwards. And so reading, it just becomes so crucial of a habit for growing into 2021 that if you change the way you think, you'll change the way you speak and it'll change the way you process your habits. Yeah. Habits flow from belief, which is built through how you think. Man, that's good. Yeah. All right, man. Number five. Number five. You want to hit this one? The last one. Habit number five for this segment is developing financial accountability. Ben, you and I talked a little bit about this one before we jumped on the podcast. We did, yeah. But what's your what's your thoughts on this? This is a very, very good one. Um, when I think about the people that we serve and all the work that we've been doing, what I found is, and actually I've found this to be true in other areas of life. For example, let's just take out the word financial for a moment, developing accountability. Mm. Think about the greatest athletes in the world right now. Who do they hold themselves accountable to? Think about the greatest business leaders in the world. Do they hold themselves accountable to people? Specifically, truly, the great ones, right? Think about like every area of your life, people who go on to do these things. Ask yourself the question, okay, like who helped them? Who mentored them? Who became their professional partner, their coach? their accountability person, like whatever, like it's just a powerful habit to have. Um, so like I'm a huge believer in it now, especially doing what we do on a daily basis, getting a chance to work with the great people that we get a chance to work with, man, uh, having accountability, even, even over lunch, we were talking about how can we hold ourselves accountable, yep. uh, to some of our own goals in life and financially as well. So yeah, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm sold. I'm bought in. Yeah. And so if you guys do need financial accountability, that is something that we offer here at Dixon and Company through our coaching program. It's Absolutely. a great program to tie into yeah. that helps you step by step navigate, you know, what it is you're trying to learn or accomplish. Everybody starts at a different level. That's right. And our goal is to help you move on to the next level wherever you're starting at. Yeah. So the financial coaching is a great thing for us to help you out with. If you have any questions on like say for example, the numbers mm-hmm. or if you have any questions on, you know, knowing your cash flow or budgeting, Give us a call or send us an email. Set up a 15-minute free consultation. We'll, we'll work with you, help you understand you know, where maybe you're at or what value we can provide. Yeah. Love to have that conversation with you. You can reach us here at the office, 336-245-8626. And it's just going to be a part of helping you get established for 2021. Let's get these habits knocked out. That's absolutely right. Let's get them set up. Let's get it going. And one of the things I've heard people tell us through through coaching dialogue is that like, they find so much value when I ask them, hey, look, why did you continue doing the program? Why did you stick it out and go through the whole thing? Well, they found so much value in just simply having that accountability, having Definitely. somebody that they can talk to outside of you know, their family or their best friend where they really didn't feel like they could have that full conversation about money and then gain you know, insights. Uh, and then also having that confidence and clarity, the confidence to take um action on what you learn about yourself through the process, but also the clarity to know exactly what your next step is going to be in every major financial decision you come across. Love it. So Ben, I know we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast Mm -hmm. about this 30 day period now starting in in January, 2021. Yeah. 
we were talking and we're laying out a 30-day challenge for yeah. our listeners. It's going to be great. What does this challenge incorporate? Does it incorporate all of this? It does. All right. What What is it? How so are we going to communicate yep. what we talked about? So we've got five powerful new habits to start out the new year. Number one, know your numbers. Number two, pay yourself first. Number three, live below your means. Number four, read 15 minutes a day, which is a part of becoming a lifelong learner. Number five, developing financial accountability. So we're going to group all of this into the 30-day challenge. We're going to put it up on our new Facebook page that we just yep. uh, put up a couple weeks ago. Yep. And uh, yeah, so you can find out more information there uh, once this podcast airs. Uh, you'll you'll hear the podcast, and then also the challenge will go out right about the exact same time. Yeah, and then this is something that Ben and I are doing for ourselves we're too. Do it too. So we're, we're not just saying you. do this because we're saying, telling you to. We're, we're doing it ourselves. Yeah. So we're actually going to be posting updates, not results per se, but Correct. we're just going to be posting different things on our page, a so that you can find out what the information is or the challenges for a reference point, but b. So you can also know that we're in this with you. That's right. And the things that we're doing or any types of struggles or any types of things, obstacles we're having to overcome right. during the 30-day challenge. Yeah. So we look forward to partaking in this with you all. Yeah, it'll but be fun. Let's get these habits knocked out and built in the next 30 days. Let's do it, man. All right. And and as you guys go through that and you learn something or you establish new habits, we want to hear from you. So shoot us an email. Uh, you can find our contact information through the Facebook page or if you have our website, uh, DixonWM.com. Uh, let us know what you're doing. Let us know your new powerful habits that you've established. Let us know what's changed. And we're excited to see what happens. Thank you to all of our listeners from last year. We're excited about continuing to build out this podcast and adding value to you through it in 2021. This is the Financial Edge Podcast.